Special edition, the man himself, Dana Gold, is here. He's at Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. It's We Are Live with Chris Sim and Travis Shrell. Dana, congratulations to you for being here. This is a big day for you. <laughs> it is. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> Town named after a, an actual saint. <laughs> wow. St. Louis was the patron saint of low-slung brick buildings, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and dividing racial lines. Yes, exactly. So that's how we designed our streets. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, specific the patron saint of institutional racism. My <laughs> 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 Boston is still furiously jealous. I <laughs> 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 got us in hockey and now this. Yeah. <laughs> Boston, the original name of Boston was, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that was back whenever white people were mean to other white people too, right? <laughs> they still are. I don't know. <laughs> Boston is, uh, I'm from Boston. I was saying, did you grow up there? Yeah, I did. And uh, I remember I was uh, in high school, I was an usher at the movie theater. That was my job in high school. And uh, I remember w I was a good student for whatever reason. And I, I said, uh, hey, I'm going to be late tomorrow. I, uh, I'm going to the Honor Society induction. And uh, so I got to do that. And again, he just looked at me and he went, don't shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A sensitive young, yeah, developing brain, Dana Gold. Yeah, oh my God! And there's a, another uh, story of typical like New England attitude. My friend Kevin Rooney is a, a really brilliant comedian and writer, and uh, he's very close to Jay Leno. And at the time, you remember Dennis Miller had a talk show in the mm -hmm. early nineties. Kevin was the head writer. Oh, Kevin okay. invented the rant. I don't want to go off on a rant. That was Kevin Rooney. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I didn't think that would be po that he was that good. He came up with that. Feels like it's such a piece of just anything. Well, Kevin is brilliant, and, yeah. and he really coalesced with Dennis's abilities, mm -hmm. um, uh, which are significant. So, uh, long story short, Kevin is driving around L.A. with Jay Leno's dad, Ange, and he says, uh, so things are pretty good. You know, Jay's going to be the host of The Tonight Show. Uh, I'm the head writer of uh, Dennis Miller Live, just two kids from Massachusetts, and his dad goes, well, I just hope you kids don't get your hopes up. It's a tough business. That is that. That's okay. Hey, dad, are landed on the moon. Oh, they don't land on the sun anymore? That's a black mama shit. I was going to say. Oh, that's okay. You're an Arsenio. That's cute. Tell you about your cousin who just got a promotion to assistant manager or something. You're like, how is that not? Oh, my mother is white and does that same thing. You have a white mom? I don't want to brag. Me too. But she like has to make everything equal, and I'm mm. I'm I, this is what I'm going to tell you is not <laughs> a bit. It, this is a true story. Please keep it focused on Data yeah. Gold for the special but, story, Gardner. This, so uh, I have the show on IFC, the Witness Protection Program of mm. Television Networks, <laughs> called Stand Against Evil. It was a horror comedy show that starred John McGinley. And I uh, got picked up for a second season, so I was very excited. And that we did three, and I called my mom and I said, "Hey, mom, uh, they picked up my show. I'm going to do another season. This is this is huge. This is really big." Well, your sister has a new job. <laughs> <laughs> if any animal is killed on the roads in Connecticut, they call your sister. <laughs> she has a van and a badge, and they call her. And she is the only one in her department
that they will call to break up dog fights. <laughs> ah, I'm not lying. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, let me let me check myself. <laughs> slow down. Yeah. How, how do you break up a dog fight? <laughs> Look, you're both good dogs. You're both good dogs. You're both good dogs. <clears throat> I don't. I, I kind of want to hug you a little bit. <laughs> I. I've, mm. I've, I've Has won, it made I've you the won. man you are today? It absolutely. <laughs> it gave me the career I have today. So I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a weird. I, t- I tell you a weird, funny story. But this is neither the time nor the place. <laughs> get, let's, let's get into your tax history. Come yes. on. So, um, speaking of this, uh, so uh, Bobcat Goldthwait and I are, are very yeah. close mm-hmm. friends, uh, and we've known each other for a long time. And but we live in L.A. and you're busy. I'm writing a movie. He's he's writing a movie. I'm writing a movie and. Uh, so he's like, we should hang out. Let's do some dates together. Yeah. And that way we'll, we'll be able to hang out. Force. Okay. Right. So we did this little tour in it and it worked out great. And we developed a weird two man show. Where oh, we, nice. We go on stage together and we both do our acts, but we do them in tandem. It's like, oh. it's like we're conversing. It's like, I know his inventory. He knows my inventory. And we'll, he'll say something that will lead me to say something. And literally, like, he'll step back and I'll step forward. He'll step forward and I'll step back. And it's, then we have stuff that we do together. I like that. Oh, and you mix it in, too. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, the, like it's not the sure. bumping mics thing that, like... No, uh, no, no. Like, it's, it's not a, even that. It's different. Than yeah, that. and, and yeah. it was all organic. We just... Yeah. So, so we're doing that. So we're in, uh, we're in New York. And our next show is in Boston. So we're going to drive up. And I go, um, now, now my mother... <clears throat> Excuse me. My mother uh, now, uh, unfortunately, has uh, dementia, so she's in a nursing facility. Mm-hmm. And so I say to Bob, "Hey, uh, I'm going to probably drive separately tomorrow because I'm going to stop off in Hopedale, which is the town I grew up in, and I'm going to visit my mom." And he goes, "What's, what's up?" And he goes, "Well, she has uh, she has dementia. She's in a nursing home, so I'm going to pop in and say hi." And Bob just goes, "I'm not missing that." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, so we go. So we we go to uh, the nursing home, and it's just a Have typical s- family date. It's me, my mom, my dad, and Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Have we seen any of Bobcat's movies recently? Yeah, exactly. Do you know where this is going? So my dad, uh, give you a little snapshot of my father. I watched Gran Torino with my dad, which is like watching King Kong with a gorilla. <laughs> it's like, yeah. What are you doing the next scene? We're going to take a pee. So, so we have a night, and it was a good day. You know, people who have uh, uh, that some some days are good, some days are bad, yeah. and uh, and you know. Uh, but she says to me, "No, I, I love it here. I get up in the morning. I go down to breakfast. Barbara Grillo, who was her friend from the neighborhood, mm-hmm. growing up, yeah. she's here, and we get caught up. And then I come back to my room and I get squared away, and uh, everything's great. So great. Visits over. We're in the elevator, leaving me, Bob, and my father. And uh, I go to my dad. I didn't know Barbara Grillo was here. That's great. That's perfect for mom. My dad goes, Barbara Grillo's been dead for ten years. Oh no." <laughs> And, and Bobcat um. goes, so she's not having breakfast with her. <laughs> and, which is funny to anybody, not to Gran Torino. No, and no. my dad did that take. Like, remember the T-Rex in Jurassic Park? Sure do. Saw the guy in the outhouse behind him? Yeah, like, wait a minute. And I really did. Like, Bob thought, he just gave him the look. And, and I, we both thought, like, 
no, 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 no. <laughs> and you've opened and, the door, Bob. And, yeah, said. and Bob said, like, I could see in his eyes, like, he's not one of mine. I can't, I can't do it. Oh, and then so he just laughed instead, and we all got along. But no, it really was like a terrifying. It's amazing. Moment. Yeah. So family growing up in there. So where did you cut your comet? Where did you eat shit starting on comet? Oh, in Boston. In Boston. And oh, I, yeah, I went to UMass. I, I uh, um, uh, and I did it. I, I, my first set was two weeks out of high school. Wow. Um, I was 17. And, just uh, a hulking Dana Gould, just, getting up there, confident, <laughs> ripped out of your I mind. Was, yeah, exactly. You have me right down. Nailed it, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I was just a gelatinous ball of need. Yeah, I meet people that knew me before I was 30, and I just apologize and walk away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you look at your shoes? That's what I do when people ask me what I do yeah. for a living. I oh, yeah. I'm a yeah. clown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Boston, and then you had, and then I moved to I, I moved to Boston, and that's where I met Bob, and we and we were all, wow. we were all friends, you know, me, Bob, uh, a guy named Tom Kenny, who's now the voice yeah. of SpongeBob, yeah, and uh, our friend Dan Spencer, uh, and Paul Kozlowski. We were this little group of, you know, we all like the same stuff. Right? And did you guys know each other before nope. San Francisco, or uh, well, no, we all Boston. met in Boston. We all met in Boston, Boston. And then, and then we the, then Bob moved to San Francisco, Dan okay. and Tom, and Paul moved to San Francisco, and then I moved out after. So okay, we all and then we that is so cool. We all moved down to L.A. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, and then you know Paul, you know the you know Tom is still in L.A. Danny uh, ended up uh, working for Robin Williams for like thirty years. That's right. And then uh, and then uh, Paul is in New York, but yeah. That's how long we we go back. That's and crazy. Yeah, and it's you know I you know, you have to eat shit and bomb for a for a long time and to figure out the the difficulty about starting off as a comedian when you're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old. We were talking about Eddie Murphy before mm-hmm. we started taping, is you don't know who you are. Right. So how in the hell can you know what you're doing on stage? Perspective. And, yeah, yeah, and you just don't know who you are as a person, so you don't know who you are on stage, and you just try on different personalities like like outfits. Um, so it, it took a while. I, I know, like, I remember, I didn't, like, gel <laughs> into who I right. am comedically. I, it was, like, n- 1989. Yeah. Was most of that based off the, just the, the company that you kept as yeah, far as just, when you start doing any, whatever you were working on? Yeah. They would go, ah, Dana, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, it was just it was just, like, what would work and what would not work. Right. Kevin Rooney uh, used to take me on the road to Middle Forum. He gave me a lot of great advice. And then... I moved to L.A., and right around 8990, uh, at that point, I was hanging out with, like, uh, Ginny Garofalo, David Cross, mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk, Kathy Griffin, Ben Stiller, that whole sort mm-hmm. of group. And that's when the, quote, alternative, unquote, comedy scene started. And uh, th- what was great about that was that started because Ginny Garofalo was at the improv trying out stuff. And right. Jim McCauley from The Tonight Show saw her and called her agent and said, like, they said, what do you about Janine? He said, well, I saw her at the improv and she was just nothing gelled. And she's like, yeah, I was trying out new stuff. <laughs> you know, that was the point of the improv. <laughs> uh, and so we, we wanted a place to bomb. You right, know, like, right. So we started doing shows in a bookstore called Big and Tall Books. Sounds like a good store. It was great. I miss it. <laughs> I think I'd enjoy that store. Yeah. And, and the whole point was you couldn't do anything you'd done before. It had to be new. Ah, I like that. Uh, nice. so, you, so you would write it that day. Ah, I like that. And, and that was the origin of having your notebook with you on stage. 
Interesting. Because you had literally oh, written okay. it an hour before. Does it feel weird kind of being at the forefront of that? I don't know people that want. So, but that was the origin of having your notebook with you. It later became a trope. I mean, right. like this shows right. I'm a hipster. You know, there's nothing wrong with memorizing your goddamn. Right. You know, there's, there's no shame in being able to do your job. Uh, uh, but if you just wrote it an hour ago, I understand it. Um, and, and so, uh, but having to just pump out material like that, that really forced me to. Uh, you know, know who you are comedically. That's that's why I'm picturing a, a 20 year old you in the middle of nowhere in the Northeast doing like a one night or somewhere, oh, and just yeah. people just gawking at like yeah. what's happening. Here. Oh yeah, it was it was uh, it was grim. I remember one night, <laughs> literally in literally in I was in Vermont, and uh, we performed on the ramp leading to the dance floor, and literally a drunk walked up to me. Like didn't like in the heckle middle me. of separation. <laughs> was closer to you, oh closer to me than I am to you. Yeah. And and nobody both. <laughs> no, you can get them off. Yeah. But it, yeah, I mean Kenny Rogerson, who is a really brilliant comic from Boston. He used to, you know, you go on stage in Boston. There are people in the back welding. <laughs> three people in the front raping a dog. <laughs> Don't make the dog laugh. <laughs> These are Kenny Rogerson's jokes. These aren't mine. No, but that's it's a good, fair. It's a good snapshot of what Boston was like at that time. Well, it certainly is. Dude. Travis, uh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just once I remember I was working a club called Stitches, which is, uh, you know, they set the bar pretty high. Um, oh, boy. There was a woman in the front row, passed out drunk with two friends, and her friends got up and left and just left her there, passed out drunk. And I was just performing, and at one point during my act, she comes to, and she just, like, looks up at me, and she just looks up, and she just goes, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you have enough brain power to say one thing. That's, that's, your, that's your message to the world. And they've been married she, for 34 you know, blissful years. You know, she could have said something. All men are created equal in the eyes of God. It could have been something, it could have been something that meant something. You know? Damn. We're her. all made of the same stuff. You know? <laughs> Something that would have helped you. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> I'm Even sure she's, she's went on to do some great things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That woman's name was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> really pulled it together. <laughs> it's all she got her act together. Proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the old girl's got it. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's still got it. 106. <laughs> still going to work. <laughs> how, uh, how difficult was it to translate your, your stage humor into a writer's room when you stepped into a set like... Oh. like the Simpsons. How was it a difficult transition, yes. and how did you <laughs> how did you ultimately get over that hump? Well, the, you know, it you have to obliterate it. You know, mm, um, wow. You know, you go into especially the Simpsons. Like, you know, everyone's got an ego, right, 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 because they're all great. They're all they're great. very good. At what it yeah, means, yeah, yeah, very, very good. And but I was the only one that was. Famous, uh, uh, and, so you're you know, a little more, more of a target on your back. Yeah, I had a, and I was like, I was also like, a lot of them were Harvard Lampoon guys, mm, yeah. and then I came in as like a carnival worker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so it took a good nine months oh, wow. uh, for me to. Uh, learn the algorithms of the show, like uh, the the joke algorithms, and to like assure them, like, no, I'm not here to 
I'm, I'm here to do this because it that happened at a time. They talk about we were talking about Eddie Murphy before about yeah. how you know Eddie Murphy has not done anything in a long, long time, mm-hmm. and he says I have a family. He has ten kids, I think, and he's like to be at home with his family. Right. Yeah. And because if you're especially with Eddie Murphy, you know, here's a guy that's been famous since he was. I mean, famous like nobody's been famous. Right. right. Since 18, 19 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. So then to, to get to a point in your life where like, oh, these people really love me. They're sincere in right. what they say. I think that is important. I got on The Simpsons right at the point where I've been doing comedy for, uh, you know, a couple decades, 16 years, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, I was pretty well established. And I was also just about to get married. I just bought a house. And the idea of just being a normal human being yeah, it was very appealing. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's just like you're being in the trenches. Yeah, for a couple <laughs> years, and, and it was great for you know. It's like I would. My wife had a big job, and we owned a house. Yeah. And I'd get up in the morning, I'd kiss my wife goodbye. We'd both drive to our offices. Uh, you know, I had an office, I had right. a parking space. We'd come home at night, we'd watch ER together. <laughs> ER, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, no, it was great. It's like you know, I had I was normal for a couple of years, right. and then we had kids, and then eventually it, I. I said, nah, this isn't, this isn't. <laughs> enough of that. Well, eventually it's like, this isn't me. I, I need right. to, to, to go back to do what I'm doing. And then right. a couple years after that, it was like this, uh, we got divorced because that wasn't me either. Um, that, so, you know. Has that, has that provided, I mean, without getting any too crazy with it, uh, as far as details, being married to someone within an industry, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess there's some quite a bit of separation. Well, she was, regard, yeah, she, she was, was high up executive at, at a. Sorry, what, yeah, she was the president of HBO. She had a good yeah. job, and uh, my, I, she's great. I, I was texting with her this morning. Um, she, my ex-wife, Sue Nagel, uh, when she came to HBO, uh, there was a pilot that they had made that they had passed on, mm-hmm. and she took it out of the trash basically, and brought home this VCR, or this VHS tape. Mm-hmm. and Or it might have been a DVD by that point. And she's like, watch this with me and tell me what you think. And so we watched it. And I said, well, I like it. It doesn't feel, you know, X, Y, Z. And she's like, yeah, but I think we should reshoot it and recast these roles and reshoot some of this. But I, I think that this is could be a, real, a good show. And the, uh, the people higher up had kind of passed on it, and they weren't interested. So she said, I, I, instead of taking this money and making this thing that you want to make, I think we should reshoot part of this. And they were like, well, this is your first big play. It's, you know, it's right. a weird thing to say to a woman. It's your dick on the cutting board. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she put all her, you know, believed in herself, and they reshot this thing they had called Game of Thrones. Unbelievable. And... Uh, that's why it's on television. Unbelievable. And, and the men and the men who she proved wrong never forgave her for being right. Wow. Uh, and it was yeah. a, a thing. Yeah. Right. Sure. It's just like um but no, she's 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 <clears throat> she's brilliant, but she, you know, is in a this there was a point we were in the car and uh I had written a really funny tweet that day. <laughs> 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 I'm proud of you. This, this is the most ready? relatable <laughs> thing Are ever. You ready? I am so please, excited to hear this. Please. Yes. And here is my tweet. Okay. The superheroes that pose for photos in front of the Chinese theater. Is it a wet homeless guy dressed as Spider-Man 
or a regular guy dressed as wet homeless Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're we're in the car. Really oh, bad. Go, yeah. So we're in the car, and I go to my wife. I go like, "Hey, I got I wrote this tweet today. The superheroes that pose for photos in front of the Chinese theater, and then her phone lights up at the cradle, and it's M. Scorsese." <laughs> <laughs> and, she's, and she's looking at me like yeah you should probably take the call <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and difference then, and then, the, yeah, then, then the call's over like you want me to finish the tweet <laughs> <laughs> so what? I will say, that's the living embodiment of you're here with us, and she's doing whatever she's doing right now. That's kind of uh, yeah. the same. She's thing, having right? dinner with you know the letter M or whatever. She, you know, whatever M. She's. So wait, is she still at HBO? No, she no. now runs a company called Annapurna Pictures. Got it. Okay, uh, gotcha. I was gonna say it's, it's a big company. Yeah, yeah it's pretty a pretty big, big company. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna uh, Her boss is um, uh, Megan Ellison. Megan Ellison. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she does. Okay, guys. She, she runs around. a giant. Cool. No, she runs a and and we, you know, she's she's great. We just literally just you people grow apart. Of course, yeah. no, I can't imagine. What was the wake up moment like in the industry then for you? Because I, again, I, uh, we talked about this a little wake bit about moment. as far as like when, when when an artist, a comedian, writer gets into the industry, there are certain aspects of the industry they just don't anticipate. How can you? Of course, not being in it, but. Was there ever a moment for you as a comedian, as an actor, where you're just like, wow, that's the part of the industry I didn't expect to be hit with or you wanted to avoid? Because most of the time, as an artist, you just want to do the work. You don't right. want to deal with the politics and the, everything else. That yeah, you know, that well, comes I mean, um, uh, I had it several. I, um, I think the, the twice I was packing, well, one specifically, I was like literally like, Buy a suitcase. You're going to New York. You're mm. you're on SNL, mm -hmm. and then I never heard the call. Again. Wow. And then, um, so and uh, and uh, then it turns what I from what I heard the uh, I I was in the, I was in the cast, and then the network said we like this guy more than him, and I was in the cast, and this guy went in. And I know the guy. He, he great. Who was guy. it? Uh, uh, Jim Brewer. Never um, heard of him. Great guy. Great guy. I like. I. <laughs> no, I can't be nice. mad. I, like. I know Jim. I like Jim a lot. And he had a successful he SNL a, run. Right. And and my. You know. <laughs> I had just. Crazy. I had just met my wife. So you know. I got three kids out of the deal. So I'm right. not gonna complain. <laughs> right. Um, but it, it. What it. You know. You never know. You never know. It's never done. And I'll, mm. I'll tell you. I'll tell you two two good stories. Um. The first time I was really close to SNL, um, me and two other guys were flown out from uh, L.A. to Chicago mm -hmm. to perform for uh, Lauren and everybody. All right. And uh, I went on and just, I will never have a set that good in my life again. It was just one of those, things like wow. you move the building. Walking on like, air. Yeah, yeah, and it just, boom, 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 cluster bomb. Wow. And then I went off, second guy went on, did, did, did good. And then the third guy didn't even try, just like kind of fucked around. And we're flying back in the three in the middle row of the plane, the three of us. And I'm looking to my left, and I'm looking to my <laughs> right, and I'm thinking, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, you guys will have your shot. This is about number one. And, uh, so just don't don't get too close. 
don't get too close. I don't want you to get burned <laughs> by the by the intensity of my star. <laughs> um, so years later, my uh, my wife uh, is you know at HBO and she goes to New York and she goes to see Chris Rock in a play, mm. and they're talking after. And she comes home and she goes, "You know that story you tell about auditioning for Saturday Night Live with Chris Rock?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "It's true." <laughs> <laughs> and I, said, I said, what? Because Chris told me the same exact story. Like, of course it's true. <laughs> We're married. You, you don't believe me? You think I've been lying at dinner for 10 years? Just holding on to this filthy lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, made, he made up this story, but I, whatever. That's you know, it was, oh but but, God, but you know, we all have, you know, my life's awesome. I'm not, you know, it, it, that stuff. But it is a... It, you know the the point of it all is, you you just never know. Yeah, right, I mean right. it has, it has it's not it's never personal, right. and it uh, you're just not what they're looking for at that time. It does you know, uh, I'll give you a great example. Uh, Jeb Bush would have been a pretty good president, <laughs> probably a better president than the president we have now. <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's not a what wild were, statement there, Dana. It's not what they were looking for. <laughs> right, you know, right. It's, it's not what they were looking for. <laughs> They were looking for something else. How do you tell? And it turned out <laughs> great. <laughs> Say that. How do you tell somebody uh, when they're 35, they head to New York to do a fellowship for Sesame oh God, Street? Here you go again. How do we tell that person who yeah, might be sitting in the studio across from you? <laughs> how do we tell him to go on to the next thing and uh, stop hanging out in St. Louis? How do we? How do we move him? into the into the big picture how do you advance from you get an opportunity all stupid saying aside he did a thing with sesame street his writing uh, fellowship got some really cool looks how do you take it from you got that cool opportunity to all right where next and where's that next writing big writing job well having been in the business as long as i have been i can tell you it's hard to say no to that sesame street pussy um <laughs> That's not a lie. So we it's call like, a walk off, Dave. You know, there's, <laughs> oh, that's there's fantastic. There's like being in Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yep. <laughs> yes. Gap Band's a close second. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Being George Clinton's roadie. Uh huh. And being an apprentice writer on children's television. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what Those it is. Are the three, is that you just uh, the, destroying the, Brooklyn? The three legs of the, the hot pussy tricorns. Um, uh. uh, my only, I said this. <laughs> The same advice I said to everything. Things lead to things. Things lead to things. Mm -hmm. things Stay lead in to things. things. Just keep doing Just things. Keep doing Doesn't things. matter. And, and, and honestly, that's... Yeah. What about the, the guy... Yeah. What about, okay, tell Just us this. So doing, we're, doing, doing this stuff. We're interviewed. John Lovitz one time. We did like a live podcast, right? Great conversation. It was awesome. Uh, it would be like a... It's like a bar with a live podcast studio, mm -hmm. right? Right. So we're doing it, crush the interview, had a blast. John opened up, and he's an interesting guy. He's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was great. And so we see the crowd, and we're kind of used to our stuff. I'm like, okay, usually it's this type of person that's going to come to our thing. And there's like a, like kind of like a deadhead-looking guy in the back, probably in his early 60s, not our producer. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's there, and he's like, I'm like, that, that's interesting. That guy hasn't interacted with anybody, and... You just pay attention to stuff, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And we go and we're making it's the quiet ones you get to watch. Yeah, that's right. And we make and after John's dog shits all over the studio, uh, he grabs <sighs> it and heads out to his car. The guy goes on a beeline, 
hands John Lovett like an eight-page script, handwritten script. Oh. John, I need you to take this. And John's like, okay. We were interviewing him, and he was a little standoffish at first. It eventually it warmed up, but is that the move? Did that guy, do you think he's getting into the right no, things? No. <laughs> That's never the move. I am just so happy that I saw it all happen. See, no, it's it's an an Goldthwait would get that a lot, you know, because yeah. really? he's a director and we would be. Well, and he's an eccentric people like him, too. Yeah, right? and we'd, we'd do meet and greet, and people would always come up and go, Bob, there's a movie that we're producing, and we've got some money from the National Weather Service and whatever. <laughs> and then they go, We just think you're the perfect director. And Bob would always go later, Yeah, of, of all the people that would be perfect for this, it just happens to be the guy. That's in your town. <laughs> 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 you know, Those guys aren't exactly you know, jumping from lunch to lunch in Beverly Hills, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, and by the way, if you if you are thinking of giving Bob, a, Bob directs the stuff that he writes. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's. That's the whole point. Yeah, he gets, not he about gets to you. do his it's, thing. It's not about yeah, you. Yeah, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about me. Right. I, you know, he was. He, I wrote a movie, and they're looking for directors, and like, would Bob do it? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good to know your place yeah. in that thing too because I, I do find it interesting when people are like hey could you ask so and so for tickets absolutely no, not that's why we're friends sure wouldn't like, no, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no I'm I, a, it's funny I'm not a Springsteen fan I like I like I know he's good wait yeah. wait you're from the New England area yeah and I just you're don't, not a spring, I, that I'm is a, weird it's, well he was always the favorite musician of the people in high school I hated Ah, ah, that, uh, I, I like getting to, to the root of things. But, but I, but I understand that he's great. Yeah, yeah. And that I don't have. I, it just doesn't speak to me. Right. It's like you know, it's like lobster. I know it's great. I like it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I'd um, actually like to draw a line. I don't want to yeah. continue talking to you if you don't like lobster. But, that's, <laughs> but here's the deal. I'm friends with Bruce's sister, mm. Pam. Mm. And I think one of the reasons we're friends is I've never ever in 25 years ever asked her asked a friend. goddamn question about, about her brother. Oh, that'll do. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. So that's so. I saw that with uh, literally Brad Pitt's brother. They're, they're from Missouri. Uh, and the people who keep around him are not people they're going to say, can you get me a selfie with Brad? Yeah. Like, it's interesting. And it's a very unique place to be, too. So that normalcy that you can provide yeah. them is like, that's absolutely why they're friends with you. Yeah. Yeah, why you'd ask him to do it? No, that's why we're friends. <laughs> I don't ask him to do <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious because you've had such a, a like serious, it, people dork out over your career. I'm sure all the time when you go do press, it's a do whatever. Forest Gumpy. <laughs> it's it's wild. Yeah. As far as being a part of some of the iconic, we've mentioned The Simpsons. We haven't even talked about Seinfeld. As far as in the moment, kind of piggybacking off of what Travis said, was there. Has there been such a time that you can grasp at what's going on at that moment, how big an opportunity you're inside of it? No, it's not enough. It's, uh, it's the things that I do that are, that are called. I'll, there are, like, I became, like, when I was a kid, I'm, in a, I'm really into horror movies and you science fiction movies. That's kind of my I jam. love how much you're into it, too. It's That's so my great. football, you know? Right. And... When I was a kid, I was like, I just wanted to be an actor, and I just wanted to act in horror movies. Like, I didn't care about anything right, else. Yeah. And then I thought, well, you know what? I'll become. Then, I, then I was like, then I, you know, became really got it really into comedy, and I had an ability to do it. And then I thought, well, I'll become a really famous comedian, and I'll become so famous that I can write my own movies, and I'll write horror movies, and I'll be in them. It's like the most backwards ass way <laughs> of becoming a writer. Like, I want to be a pastry chef. And if I'm elected to the U.S. Senate, they will have to let me bake anything I want. Um, but over the years, I have 
you know, you, you in that business and you become friends. And like a Greg Nicotero, who's the exec producer of The Walking Dead, yeah. the exec producer of Creep Show, he's a, a, a really good friend of mine. I've known him for a couple, you know, 20 years or something. And so when they were doing Creep Show, Greg's like, hey, uh, here's three episodes. I want you to be in one. So, you know, tell me which one you like. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I think we could do this one, it'd be really interesting. And so then I'm cast in it and I'm on the set and I'm fighting a monster on the set. And I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to do. <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, and, and by the way, it, it premiered on Halloween. Like, so this is going on now. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, like this is the sh- stuff that I wanted to do. Um, and sharing that just even just just sitting in a puddle of blood all day. <laughs> <laughs> but it, to me, it's, yeah, like, I'm delighted. I, this is, this is my jam. This is what I really like. And there was a, the, uh, so that is, that is one instance. And that just happened. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, this is what I wanted to do. This is exactly what I wanted to That's do. Awesome. And the other thing was, uh, my, um, be- we became friends with Paul Rubens. Yeah. Uh, and we went to see him at a Groundlings yeah. show. Yeah, that was a Pee Wee was a character. Yeah, he's just a character. Yeah. Of Paul Rubens. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Went to a show at the Groundlings, and then we were talking to him after, and then we're leaving, and we just hear him call down the street, "Bye, Dana. Bye, Sue." And we look back, and it's Paul Rubens. Like, God, so fucking weird. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and I still like we're friends. I get emails from him. Like, That's awesome. And it's just it's, it's crazy to me. It's, Think it's, about the world today to now too. Like his scandal. Like when you look back on that, you're like, Yeah. What? What? It's a terrible thing. Really? He <laughs> <laughs> should have been imprisoned. I know. It's, it's, I mean, it's yeah. And it you know it it, it affected him deeply. You of know? course it did. Yeah. yeah. And I'm yeah. sure he still works, but it's it, yeah. like it, no, he, he was I mean, on he, top of the world. He's beloved. Yeah, and no deservedly doubt. so. There's he's, photos of me when I was four with uh, a Pee-wee's hat on. Like that was one of my main the, Christmas presents. He's I the, remember that. I, he's the greatest guy in the world. Yeah. He, he's so lovely. And we were in a movie together called Mystery Men. Yeah. And <laughs> we were shooting in Orange, California in this little cul-de-sac. That's in and the orange circle? In the orange circle. So my brother got married. My uh, sister-in-law grew up in orange. Oh, yeah? So behind we've been to, both of us have been out to orange quite a yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful the area. Curtain. Yeah. yeah. It's, as I said, it's like you jumped the fence in L.A. and escaped into America. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is the most pleasant city yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, but we're, so we're, we're there and it was one of the first things that he did kind of post-scandal and he was just kind yeah. of laying low and he wasn't peewee. And, um, some kids found out that he was there mm-hmm. and he was kind of weird about it. He goes like, I have a bunch of fan mail. I'm afraid to open because I don't want, it's like you, but every kid in the neighborhood found out that Pee Wee Herman was at this place and they were they, they lined up and he walked out mm-hmm. and there was just like this three long, three block long line of kids that just wanted to meet him. That's amazing. And, and automatic redemption. Yeah, and it was great to see. It was yeah. like, you know, it was just, it was really a beautiful moment. And it was like, and I was like, no, your people love you. What the fuck? Right. It's, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's weird to th- in retrospect to think about how big a deal was made about that. And you're like, you look back and you're like, did we really need to skewer the guy who helped yeah. kids for that yeah, long? Yeah. Like, no, it's just, but it's, again, it's, yeah, the, the, it's a, it's a big, ugly world. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's Everything. what I've been, especially now, you know, the, 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 
it is such a weird time. I mean, it's 1969 again, mm-hmm. you know, in terms it of is. the cultural It's, it's very weird. And we talked about it before, even with uh, Todd Phillips' most recent success with Joker, but he even made uh. a comment about how he felt it would be difficult to make some of the comedies that he was, of course, famous for. And I, I, I really wanted to push back against that because I don't see that necessarily being the case. I know sensibilities have certainly changed, yeah. but I feel like no, I, I think funny still, still works. Funny. Yeah, and I don't I don't I disagree with him on uh, on that point. I uh, but it's like it's a it's a fun thing to whine about. I R- guess. Right. But yes. it's so um, strange. But but it's um but what I what I um uh I, I lost I lost the thread of what I was I was gonna say. But like Mel you know, people ask Mel Brooks like, could you make Blazing Saddles today? He's like, I couldn't make it then. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just I, made it. Oh, but the, but the point I was going to make, like, this is such a, uh, 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 you know, the, it's like 1969 again, and it's mm-hmm. a very tense, very you know, and, and the yeah. impeachment is going to crack the divide even wider. Um, what will be interesting is there will come a time when the president is no longer the president, mm-hmm. and then we will go through uh, the PTSD mm-hmm. of of the presidency and that's yeah. going to be fun like yeah. mitch mcconnell with an eating disorder <laughs> Lindsey Lindsay graham waitressing at a titty bar you know it's like, however you're working out your daddy issues drunken daddy's gone but you're still left with this voice in your head don jr can finally date a black guy yeah, exactly. <laughs> shout out to finally. angela smith yeah <laughs> right he's finally. been he's been wanting that to happen for so long yeah. no I, I find it interesting too and again whenever the statements like that are made i was like I just watched what I appreciate. I don't know if everybody in the room did, but like, pretty sure Chappelle's newest special, like, he did exactly what he wanted to do. Absolutely. And Dave Chappelle's still making the money he makes. He's still selling out arenas. He's yeah. doing all oh, that he stuff. just got the Mark Twain Award. Yeah, that's so that's what. So that's what. That's what. So and I loved the special personally, but I'm uh, in in that same vein. I was like. Maybe we're just giving him too much. Maybe it's like you are a successful director and a super talented person. Maybe we're just giving him too much of a weight oh, well, yeah. on his statement. When like, who cares what you say? Well, it's also is a great. You know, when you're used to it, when you are used to privilege, hmm. equality feels like oppression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that that's a Travis Trell quote? No, that's. I mean, but no, I, 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 like, know, K- I Quentin Tarantino was, was. They gave Quentin Tarantino shit because Sharon Tate. The movie's about Sharon Tate, but she doesn't have as much dialogue as. Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. some of them like that, and and they asked him about that, and uh, and he just said, "I reject your premise. That's it. Like I don't I don't agree with your point." And the thing that he pointed out is like every movie he's ever made had a giant crazy controversy at the time, mm-hmm. and he just eh. it's just like and now you can't even what was the controversy about Pulp Fiction? It glorified violence, yeah. and it was too you know, right. too, you know, and and. And it's just like, yeah, no, every time I release a movie, people think gonna have. the yeah. Antichrist. They're going to do that. Yeah. yeah, and we need those people, though. People like him are important, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, and, it, and it, you know, it doesn't mean that those voices go away. And things, you know, things change over time. You know, 10 years ago, the idea of legal marijuana and gay people getting married were, just, were anathema. Whoa. The, the, the po- uh, you know, the, the, so stupid. The world changes at yeah. its own speed. Right. And, and, you know, there's culture and there's politics. And right. they're, they're, they're linked, but they're not identical. And, you know, the, the culture is the, the culture is moving along very quickly. Right. The, the, the current political climate is people that don't want equality because it feels like oppression right. and, and people that are afraid of modernity. And, and, and literally, yeah, the, the country is changing. And uh, 
that's and it always has changed and it always will change right. and that's the nature of of systems right mm-hmm. they 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 evolve evolution doesn't favor the strongest it favors that which is the most adaptable to change right and but what you see in this presidency is literally saying no no i'm going to keep out the world i'm I'm going to build a wall and keep it out. Well, watch King Kong. You can tell me. Did the wall help? (laughs) Don't test Dana's knowledge. The wall help. You know, and you you can't build a wall around the future. You know, it's going to come in. And and that's, that's, you know, what this is. I did jokes about Ronald Reagan, George Bush, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush. Obama's kind of boring, but we still got jokes about him. Yeah, it was jokes about Obama being boring. Right. Yeah. Well, right. and right. that that atrocious Trump. tan suit that he wore that right. just ruined right. my. But Trump is the only president where I make jokes about him, and you get death threats on right. Twitter. Right. And right. Strange. People throw a beer at you on right. stage. It's very strange um, too. Have you have you experienced that a little? I had a guy throw a beer at me on stage. You're not. Are you, are you oh, wow. kidding? Yeah. Okay. In Portland. Really? Portland? Yes. And they make good beer up yeah, there. Yeah, fascist. Waste beer. Right wing Portland, Oregon. <laughs> um. Portland's crazy <laughs> yeah. off the left. That, like, yeah, just, just super, like super some, left. But yeah, it's just, you know, That's it's... So, well, I, you know, white, I want to watch the stage for you tonight. White guys have had the run of the global table for 2,000 years. Good run. Did you think they were going to go quietly? You know, it's like, <laughs> they better die to They had yeah, a run. Did they it's a pretty damn did, good did run. They ain't leaving the table. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. I think they were just going to shrug. And no, like, ah, yeah. what if you keep streaming that way, you could get a job on Fox. Um, that's my guy right there. You see? Creating opportunity for me. But that's, it's, you know, it's just that's like, a yeah, good, it's, That's a very funny point. Like, think we're going to let this go easy? Yeah. Have you not seen our history? Do we do anything easy? Yeah. Oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is what... Have you seen Black Klansman? Did you? No, I haven't oh, okay. seen it. I was going to say, the, the folks depicted in that, they have meetings in their basement. I'm like, this is something they would talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Smaug release his, his, you know, No, he's, he's going to hang on to it. Career checklist. From I got data gold, we got Dana Gould saying Smaug on our podcast. <laughs> but I'm to, to that point, I think the unique thing is... And I don't... I, I'm happy that comedy is going through this transition because I think at the end of the day, funny will win out. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, when you're funny, it does your politics, no one's, it, it can't, if I sit down and watch your special or I come to your show, I'm going to laugh at the shit. The shit's going to really resonate with me. And I think, fortunately, it will weed out those who are just, pretenders, you know, just leaning on the old stereotypes who are actually creating something that's unique and yeah. nuanced and fresh and it, something that will relate to everyone. Yeah, and it, what's entertaining wins out and you can go to, you know, Again, the Dave Chappelle thing is perfect. No one's stopping Dave Chappelle. No one's stopping you, right. All of these pe- all of these people that are saying they're being silenced, then why are you the only thing I hear? You're all awful, I can hear is an you, awful lot, buddy. Yeah, I hear an awful lot of you saying you're being silenced <laughs> from your very nice promoted Netflix special. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely yeah. absurd. Okay, so you stay super busy. Stand up, obviously, Helium all weekend long. Get out, support Dana, go see a show at Helium. It's always a good time. It is a good time. It, re- it really is. I was just there two nights ago, and it's a, it's a fun room, and it I, I make fun of it being in a mall basement, but it's it's great. It really is a yeah, cool Yeah, we're, ju- we're just below the gr- the grill. Do you want to... Where the grease tray normally is. <laughs> <laughs> we're just below the drippings. Uh, that, I, I feel by like the way, that's my favorite place because... 
they teach you how to grill there. Well, and my problem is Dana's kind of... Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I get to work. <laughs> Dana's right. talking down about the experience. I was going to ask if you wanted to split some potato skins or something later, man. That was a good time. That I'll do. <laughs> I don't have to cook them. <laughs> now we're talking. Cook them yeah. uh, I'm, I am curious. Um, new projects. I know, uh, I know constantly creating TV comedy where are we at and what's what are we looking oh, forward to for so you? uh well i have a podcast Dana gould hour mm -hmm. which is free and worth it and i have uh i just am finishing a um a horror movie for the sci-fi channel that we're gonna make it's kind of a bobcat directing uh no he's not interested <laughs> um but uh sci-fi channel uh yeah it's a it's a uh, it's a christmas horror movie oh nice uh, like uh a little like I'm in the, in the vein of Krampus, but it doesn't have Krampus in it. Oh, stop, Chris. Krampus um, is about 80-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, Krampus is great. <laughs> Do you not like Krampus? Chris, no, I give Chris okay. shit because he had to choose between um, two movies, Krampus or Creed. When it came out, oh, and he was I like, I, uh, went, I go, handsome black lead. No, thank you. Adam Scott, here I come. <laughs> oh, they got Keckner's in this. I'm going to check it out. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. I did, I t it's, it's in our show's lore that I chose Crimp over, over that. But you know, I'm, I'm, I like the original. It felt right to me. I'll tell an equally <laughs> dumb story of myself. Please. Okay. So, me and a bunch of my friends were going uh, to the, going to the movies. But, um, uh, like the only people that you might know, I think Paul F. Tompkins was in this group. Ken, my friend Ken Daly, a bunch of like, and uh, it was, <laughs> it was the uh, day of the Bronco Chase, the O.J. Bronco Chase. Gardner, are you listening? Mm -hmm. and, and we're like, he just the, got that's a, he got hard. Oh, yeah. when you said okay. the O.J. We're in the yeah. parking lot of the Cinerama Dome <laughs> in L.A., which is now the ArcLight, and uh, they go, should we, should we stay and see how this turns out? And I'm like, guys. He's going to be dead at some point. We really need to see Wolf with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> we really need to go see Wolf with James Spader and Jack Nicholson. I blew off the OJ chase. I blew off the Bronco chase. Would you, I mean, at that point, were you aware that you, be, you became a parody of yourself? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah. I, can, I can see your thought process like, yeah. look, look about six days. He's hours. Wait. Probably, he's probably going to kill himself. He's going to be yeah. shot. He's going to be dead. Yeah. We're going to get yeah. the play-by-play -play later. Let's go see Wolf with Jack. I don't want to shit on the point oh, of you God. shitting on yourself. <laughs> it is fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> what? So Wolf. Wolf, Wolf is oh, a it's 60 terrible movie. Sixty percent. It's roided fresh. That is out. The thing that I don't know. <laughs> I don't, that is beautiful. I don't know if this was in the movie. I don't think it was in the movie, but I do remember somebody had a sign that said, Go Nordberg. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, The fact they did that, like, they heard about this, made the sign, got to the freeway. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> that was pretty amazing. <laughs> 20-something oh. years later, we've got OJ selfie videoing on Twitter. Hey, Twitter world, what's oh, going this on? this is fantastic. Did you see it? And you, hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. man. Wolf oh. with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's got a, I want, now I want one to of these interview. things. One of these things is a historic moment. 
Jack Nicholson's first horror movie since The Shining. That's the podcast I want to listen to. People who went bad and decisions. did other things by major yes. historical Oh my decisions. God. Can we workshop this? Let's make it happen. We've got a pitch for you, Dave. Yeah. We're going to take your idea and run with it. This uh, is going to go wild. President Kennedy's coming to Dallas. Honey, I really need to fix this go-kart for Junior. No radios or TV. Yeah. I really, really focus. We really need to go see yeah. what Six get egg roll with Doris Day. You've been to a JFK rally. You've been to a mall. We've right. got things to do today. Yeah, Bobby Kennedy speaking at the ambassador. <laughs> Honey, dragnet's on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so your horror movie in the vein of Krampus. Yeah, so. that's, uh, that's coming out, and I'm developing, uh, getting ready to go out with another um, uh, another uh, show. That uh, that's sort of like a horror comedy. Nice. And then uh, I'm writing, uh, getting ready to write a graphic novel that's kind of a darkly funny uh, uh, take on the apocalypse, but there are no zombies in it. Oh, I don't think I'll watch it. Then. It's just. <laughs> I read it. It's just what would really happen. <laughs> what would happen? <laughs> a comedic take on it. Yeah. Well, it's just based on the theory of like you take eight people, and within two days you have two groups of four people that hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to America. That's <laughs> America yeah. right there. Uh, Dana, what an absolute delight. Thank you so much for getting out of here. Really You've got it. more press to do. Uh, Helium Comedy Club all weekend long. Check out the podcast. Keep an eye out for all the great projects. Dana, so nice to have you. Great Thank to meet you. So really much. nice yeah, to meet you. Really, really fun. Absolutely. It's really fun. Thanks, everybody. Bye.